This is a Freedom Church sermon and we are so glad you're listening or watching. Please do check out our website, myfreedom.church, for more information about us, more media and other resources. So this morning, I just want to share with you um, some things that God's been saying to me about dreaming with him. Dreaming with him. And it's already been prayed this morning. I think John prayed about dreams that had kind of fallen to the wayside and that God wanted to renew those and that picture of shoots coming up where there's dry and barren land. So that, I was like, praise you, Lord, because you've already kind of set, set the scene for this. Um, if you want a title for this morning, it's called Permission to Dream. Because do you know, we've got permission from heaven to dream. We have permission from heaven to dream with God. Um, and there's a phrase that's been going around my head for a few weeks. And I don't know, I can't accredit it because I can't actually find where it's from. You might know. But it, it says, the future belongs to the dreamers. Does that ring a bell? I don't know if it's a lyric from a song or somebody's speech. Does that ring a bell with anyone? It doesn't matter. But the future belongs to the dreamers. has been going round around my, my head. And... The reason why the future belongs to the dreamers is because they've seen something. And it's usually those people that have seen something that then partner with that to make it happen. And I think that's a biblical principle. You can say amen at any time, any time. Please feel free to just dive in. Um, Because Jesus taught the disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means we've got to see what heaven is like. And we've got to partner with God to pull that down, haven't we? That is the way through us that heaven is going to be revealed on earth. Amen? Amen. And, you know, as followers of Christ, we, you know, it's our privilege and our joy to see and dream about and desire things of heaven. And then to partner with God to see those things come into being, come into reality. It's a joy and a privilege. And we can be lifelong dreamers. It doesn't have to be just when you're five and you dream of being a fireman or a firewoman or um, a ballerina or a chef or an artist or whatever, a writer. It doesn't have to be when you're 18 and you go to uni and you're like, yes, this is the path that I want to go on. I want to study this. I want to be that. You know, it can be when you're 25 Eleanor Roosevelt, apparently. Okay, the future belongs to the dreamers. Um, So it can, I've lost my train now. It can be when you're 25, when you're 40, when you're 60, when you're 80. You know, you never have to stop dreaming with God, ever. Wow, that's exciting. And you know, God gives us those dreams in our hearts, those desires in our hearts. It says in Psalm 37 verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and petitions or requests, it says in some translations, of your heart. And do you know why? The, the root word for delight in that verse means to be soft or pliable. And so that means that in a place of surrender to God, where we're in relationship with him, when he can mold us and shape us, the desires that he's already put there, he will see them being fulfilled in us. Because that's what he wants. That's his aim He wants that for us. And, um, you know, I believe that the desires that we have in our hearts and those requests that we have 
um, encompass the dreams that God's given us of what we can be and do in our lives. Because, you know, he, I think it was said or prayed this morning that God has exploits. I think it was Stu, exploits for us to do. Things that he wants to accomplish in us and through us on this earth to bring heaven to earth. And those desires and those dreams, they're born out of um, relationship with God. With either God or if people don't know God, they're born out of the opposite side of that, the the enemy. Because we can have those desires, can't we, that are not of God. But if we're in intimate relationship with God, he's the one who forms those desires, those dreams, those requests within our heart. They're birthed in our hearts from heaven. And he wants to see them come to pass So that three things, so that we can fulfill our destiny on this earth, so that we can bless and build up the body of Christ, his bride, and so that we can advance his kingdom. It's never just about us. There's a bigger picture. It's never just about us, but we have our part to play. So whatever we are to be or to do in life, it involves bringing heaven to earth, as I've said And um, I was going to get you to do something, but we've really kind of run out of time. So I wonder, what I was going to get you to do was, I was going to get you to think for a moment about a dream or desire or request that God put in your heart that you've seen come to pass in your life. And I was going to ask you just to share that with the person sitting next to you. And then I was going to ask you to um, think for a moment about a dream or desire um, that hasn't been fulfilled yet, that that God's put there, but you're waiting for it to come to pass. So maybe in your triplets that you've got, or whenever you get together with someone for coffee, like Patricia was saying, if you get together for coffee or a snack this week, then maybe you could share those things, because I think it's important to A, keep alive what God has already done in our lives, because it's encouraging for one another, and B, so that we can Be accountable in a good way for what God has said to us, for what God has put on the inside of us, so that we can encourage each other that that we're going to work to see those things happen. Yeah? So I won't get you to do that now, but if you can do that whenever you get together over the next few weeks, maybe that would be awesome. Okay. Right, I've recently been reading about and kind of reflecting on the life of Joseph. Joseph in Genesis... Um, so of technicolor coat fame how does the song go I closed my eyes threw back the curtain ah, to see for certain ah, what I thought I knew that one that's just just get that straight that that's the Joseph you know good old Jason Donovan um, that's the Joseph that I'm talking about so you can read about we're not gonna go through it all because it's ten chapters But um, Genesis 37 to 47, if you want to read about the life of Joseph, he's got an awesome story. But I've been reading and reflecting on the journey that God took him on. And Joseph, at the age of 17, received two dreams from God. And the gist of both of them were that he would be in a position in the center of uh, power and authority and that his family would end up bowing, bowing down before him. That's quite a dream to have at the age of 17. And, you know, Joseph, in his immaturity, did not understand the context of that dream. You know, he saw it on face value. Wow, my family. Because he was the the last born in his family. I, my family is going to bow down before me. I'm going to be in such a position that they are going to have to get on their knees and I will be raised up. 
And it went to his head and he bragged about it to his brothers and his brothers were not happy about that. I'm not going to go through the entirety of the story. There's a long meandering kind of journey. But his brothers, so Joseph received this promise from God and his brothers so hated him that he, they actually wanted to kill him. But his youngest brother said, why don't we just put him in a pit in the bottom of a well and then you know, we'll tell our father that he's been murdered. So he ended up in a pit and that didn't look like the promise at all for him. Um, he eventually got sold to Potiphar's house. Now Potiphar was the captain of the royal guard, so he was high up in Pharaoh's estate and in Pharaoh's um, the hierarchy of leadership. And Joseph found himself there, and he found himself in a place of leadership there. And so that kind of looked a bit more like it. Okay, this promise. Hmm. Okay, maybe this is we're getting there with this. Um, until Potiphar's wife told her husband that Joseph had made advances, shall we say, um, towards her. And he got thrown in prison. He got thrown in prison, and that did not look like the promise that God had shown him in these two dreams at all. But, you know, in the prison, Joseph began on a journey of leadership, and he ended up running that prison. God is so good. He stayed in a place of trust in God and obedience to God, and he ended up in leadership of the prison. And he met two of, the, two of Pharaoh's staff there, the cupbearer and the baker. And they both had dreams. Is this ringing a bell with you guys? They both had dreams. And Joseph was able to interpret those dreams. And what Joseph told them would happen is what happened. And Joseph, the baker, actually was killed off. Um, but the cupbearer was, cup was restored to his position in Pharaoh's house. And um, Joseph said, remember me to the king. And the cupbearer forgot. He forgot what Joseph, Joseph had done. And, um, but eventually the king had a dream. And he needed somebody to interpret that dream. And he couldn't find anybody. Nobody in the land could interpret this dream. And the cupbearer had an aha moment. And he was like, Joseph. And they got Joseph. And Joseph told the king, the pharaoh, what this dream meant. And it was about the seven fat cows and the seven thin cows. Remember that? Ringing a bell? Um, like I said, it's a big story that you should definitely go, go away and read it because it's great. Um, but Joseph was able to use his God-given ability um, to interpret Pharaoh's dream and tell him what was coming, what was ahead for the whole land. And that was that famine was coming. And I love that it wasn't only about Joseph using his gift in dream interpretation, which is pretty cool, but he had an administration and a wisdom and a creativity that went along with that. He didn't just dream it, the future belongs to the dreamers, but he partner, partnered with what that um, interpretation was. And he said, this, this is going to happen. This is what we should do. And there was provision for the land during the time of famine, wasn't there? And obviously, um, well, not obviously, you might not know the story, but what happens is his brothers come to him, not knowing that it's Joseph. And his brothers come to him and they bow down before him. They bow down, they say, please give us food, because their land was going through the same thing. And Joseph, you know, he, it says he turned away and he wept when he saw them. And not only was this position Joseph was raised to, it wasn't only about him fulfilling his destiny in God, but it was about him being restored to his family. 
and it was him saving a land from famine and it was him saving his family from famine and death and continuing that advancement of God's kingdom, that line of believers. So it's always bigger. It's always bigger than just one person, one man or woman. And there, in that kind of very brief story that I've just shared with you, there was a process that needed to take place because Joseph, he was not in a place of maturity to handle that dream. And we can see that because of how things went for him and how he bragged about it. There was a process that needed to bring him. You know, we don't always go from A to B straight there. In fact, I I think rarely ever do we go from A to B. You know, we go from A... A1, A2, A3. And we meander like this in life. But God, but God knows what he's spoken over us. God knows the promises that he's spoken over our lives, the dreams that he's put in our hearts, the desires that he's put there. And he is faithful. He's faithful to accomplish what he set out to do. Um, It says in Isaiah 55.10, The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. And it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. That is the promise of God over our lives and over the words that he's spoken to us. And I love that, you know, Joseph didn't go from this promise straight to the palace and be second in command and see his family restored to each other. But God's faithfulness, God God was with him in it all. And in God's economy, I know I've said this before, but in God's economy, nothing, no thing is wasted. No time period, no season of our lives, no, um, no experience, no pain and heartache that we've been through is wasted. It is all accomplishing in us what God sees fit for us in our lives. I just, yeah, I just love that because sometimes we can get so overwhelmed by the things that have happened to us. And we can get so like, why God? Is, any, is that just me or... Why, God, why, why did that happen? Why did that relationship break down? Why did I have to go through that pain and that hurt? And why it's not, it doesn't seem fair, and I don't know what good has come from it. But God knows. He knows what he's doing. You know, he knows what he's doing with our lives, and he's, he's got a purpose that lasts until, well, he's got an eternal purpose for us. And it certainly lasts for all of our life on earth and then continues in heaven So I want to encourage you with that. Um, This has been one of my favorite verses since I was about that high. And it's Romans 8, 28. And it says, He works everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose for them. And that is a rope of hope that we can hold on to in our lives. Now, does anybody, can anybody remember, if you've had, who's had a birthday so far this year? Okay, those people that have... I wrote a verse, and it's the same verse in everybody's card. I wrote a verse in your card this year. Can anybody remember what it is? If you've had a January birthday, you might be like, 
Anybody remember? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't. It's, um, it's, it's something that I've written purposefully in your cards because I want to declare it over your lives. And it's from Luke 1, 37. And this is from the uh, Passion Translation. And it says, not one promise from God is empty of power. Is empty of power. For nothing, no thing is impossible with God. Should I say that again? Not one promise from God All the promises that are in this amazing book, all the things that he said by the Spirit over your life, not one thing is impossible with God. Amen? Amen. So, God is saying to us, you've got permission to dream with me. You've got permission. And, yeah, it's about lifelong dreaming with God. It's not just a season, not just a week or a month here and there, but we can continuously dream with God. But I really believe that this is a time for God putting desires, new desires and dreams in our hearts and visions and initiatives and wisdom and creativity because of where we're going. And um, yeah, if you, if you don't have anything particularly going on, I would just encourage you, ask God, what is it that you want to give me? What desire do you want to put in my heart? What dream do you want to put in my heart? That together, me and you, God, and the people of God, we can, we can see through until we see it become a reality. Okay, you've got permission to dream. Um, there's a verse in Proverbs thirteen twelve, and it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. You know, we come alive, we blossom, and we bear fruit which John prayed in his prayer, when the godly dreams and desires he's put within us are outworked and fulfilled. And that's my desire for us all. That's my personal desire. It's my desire and prayer for us all that we would come alive to the dreams that God has for us as we move forwards with him. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, and now I'm probably speaking quite fast. I'm trying to get through this because I know you all want to go home for your Sunday dinner. <laughs> All right, so speaking of dreams, there's been something um, in the back of my mind kind of bubbling away for a few years um, about something to be and to do. And um, it's kind of just been bubbling along in the back. And then last September, it's like it just came around the front and into really sharp focus. And... um, It went from kind of daydreaming and having just thoughts about it to, okay, I need to do something with this. Um, So in a time of, if I'm honest, feeling a bit lost, the Holy Spirit started stirring something in my own spirit and heart, and it caused me to look at where I am in my life. Okay, you with me? Um, So he began stirring in me this dream. And he began drawing me towards what my future is and um, to a place where I'm, I will take his kingdom influence and his authority and the hope of Christ into a new arena. And um, do you remember right at the end of, well, for me, it was the end of 2017. Um, I shared at the beginning of 2018, um, God spoke about being brave do you remember that? So for 2018, you we had the little light sign here, you make me brave. And so I knew there were some things for myself that God wanted to make me brave in that are part of everybody's Christian walk. So brave in sharing the gospel, brave in building relationships with people whom 
He might not want to, all that kind of thing. But I really sense in my spirit and I ask God, what is it that you are making me brave for? What is it? Because I knew, I did, well, I sensed in my spirit there's something on the horizon that I'm going to need to step out and be brave about. Okay, so in September last year, I realized what that was. Now you're all thinking, well, well, what is it? What is it? So I'm on a journey, like Joseph, I'm in a process. Um, going through a process, but what God's spoken to me about is um, to train to become a midwife. <laughs> so I'll just let that sink in for a moment. Um, yeah, that's what he's been, been stirring my heart towards. Um, and so that is a massive change for me. It's a massive change for my family. It's, a, it's going to be a change for you guys as well, church family. Um, but, you know, there's a peace and there's an assurance that has come with this as God's taken me on this journey. That he, you know, it's okay. He's in control. He's, his hand is on this. Um, I've had a few kind of personal prophetic words which have just confirmed this decision from people actually amongst us who have got no idea what I was going to share about this morning. And... Um, yeah, it's, good. it's a big change. It's a big change. And I know it's caught you off guard, probably. <laughs> Quite a few of you. Um, now, I want to just put you at ease because there's not going to be an immediate change. I'm not saying, see ya. I'm, I'm kind of, not that I'm leaving the church. But there's not going to be an immediate effect with this. Um, so over the next uh, year to 18 months, um, I'm actually doing an online access course which I can do alongside my role at Freedom Church as well. So they're going to be side by side. And I chose an online one so that I could fit everything, you know, around my family commitments, my church commitments, and then the study alongside that. What it does mean, um, and you might have to help me out, is that I need to be a bit more, well, more ring-fenced with my time that I, that I spend working for church and um, in my role for church um, because... But only by doing that will I fit everything together, all the bits of the jigsaw together. So it might be that I can't spend, say, as much time making intricate things for Christmas time or, you know, something like that. But that gives other people the opportunity to get on board, which can only be a good thing. Now, um, Mark and I and the leadership team, we've been looking at this together, so they've known for some time, and we've been looking at what does this look like going forwards. It's been a real catalyst, I believe, to us saying, how do we want to do things in the future as a church? Um, which, you know, that's a good place to be. We've been just, we're submitted to Holy Spirit, and we're asking God to reveal those things to us. And, you know, he, he'll reveal stuff to you guys as well, which is part of being the body isn't it and um do you remember in march hillary actually brought a word does anybody remember that it was one week when ian and marge were with us and she got um mark and it was mark and Stu, wasn't it to hold the ribbon yeah no it wasn't you oh mark and alan okay to hold a ribbon, red ribbon, and then Ian and Marge cut that ribbon, and they were like the guests of honour. Of course, they're the guests of honour, but in this kind of picture, they were the guests of the guests of honour, and it was like they were at the launch of something new, and they cut this ribbon. And what Hillary shared was that it was about a new ship 
that was being um, set into new waters. Let me just find it in my notes, what I've, what I've read. Um, so it's to signify the launch of a new ship that was setting out into new waters. And it was a ship that wasn't completely fitted out yet, but it was fine because God said in this word, it's okay, I've got it covered. And Hillary said, God says he's got all the equipment ready to transform this ship into something beautiful. And before I say anything else, Hillary, I want to encourage you, you hear from God. Okay, you didn't know anything that was going on in the background. Um, you hear from God and just keep in that intimate place with God because he's going to keep showing you things that for you, your family and us as a church family and others as well around you. So I just want to encourage you that, you know, just keep, keep at it. It's good. Um, so it's exciting. It's exciting what God's got in store for us. I feel excited obviously about my future but I feel excited about um, what that means for us as, as God's people going forwards and um, yeah it's, it's going to be a good thing it's going to be a good thing um, you know he God has been so faithful this church has been um, together and going forwards for 38 years and those people who are right there from the beginning can say God's been faithful through and through and he doesn't change. He's going to continue to be faithful to us. Nothing's been wasted of where we've come from. And the same in my life. Where it's all part of the journey that we're on with him. And it's led us to this moment in time. And it's an exciting time to be alive in. Um, I just, yeah. I want to say that for me personally. Hopefully I won't get too emotional. Um, it's been and it will continue to be for a while longer. Such an honour to serve as a leader um, alongside my amazing husband, Mark. And I've got no regrets at all about the last 13 years for all the investment that I've given of my time, my energy, my heart, my faith. I don't regret that at all. And I'm just so thankful for what God's done in me. Um, and I'm thankful for what he's done in, in us as a people during that time. It's, it's just truly been an honour. Um, and I will continue with all my heart um, you know, to, to see that through until hopefully I go to university and do a degree, at which point I would have to put down what I'm currently doing because it's basically like having a full-time job in itself. So that would be the point. Um, what's that? So just a bit. Just a bit. Um, and, you know, I'm not leaving the planet. <laughs> I'm, I'll be around as much as I can at the point of, you know, when I go to university. And... Um, which is, yeah, hopefully going to be September 2021. That's what I'm working towards. And, you know, I'm not going to change who I am, you know, just because I'm not doing a full-time role. I don't change who I am um, towards you guys. But I, I'm going to need your love, and I'm going to need your support and your encouragement and your prayers going forwards. So that would be amazing if you can just do that for me. And if you've got any questions about, I know it's kind of like a bit of a mic drop, but if you've got any questions you want to chat to me about it, then please do. Um, I'm quite happy to just talk about, yeah, where I'm going. So, um, and I haven't said, but it doesn't change anything for Mark, okay? So you might be thinking, well, what's going to happen to leadership and stuff? Mark is, um, he's very much on board the ship, that's been kitted out for new waters. Um, and uh, he's got a vision for the future and he's going to continue with what, you know, God said and God showed him. And we have an awesome leadership team 
Um, so to, to keep moving things forwards. I just want to say that, reiterate what Mark said, this is an opportunity and I really believe there's stuff in you guys um, that is going to rise up within you, um, things that God's spoken over you, dreams that you have, that um, it's not just about you, but it's about us as a church. Um, so I'm excited about that, about what God's going to bring out in you and through you. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Freedom Church. We'd love to get to know you better if you're not already connected with us. Find out more about us on social media. Just search Freedom Church Leads or email us at hello at myfreedom.church. Thank you.